All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Simple Ways to Have a Good Life podcast. My name is James, and we are currently going through a series where I just talk about the things that were most helpful to my clients in my years as a counselor, a social worker, a meditation teacher, a life coach, and a few other things, all of which were geared towards helping people live better lives. And so what I did was I went back and I just looked at the things that I consistently got good feedback on from people and I have taken them all and just kind of turned them into a series of podcasts because I figure if they were helpful to other people, they might be helpful to you. So this is the first episode of 2022 and if I had to if I had to characterize the last 2 years for everybody on this planet the word anxiety is the first thing that comes to mind. And so what I wanted to talk about today is the idea of emotions being really nothing more than energy combined with thought. And I think this is something that if you can learn this, it it radically changes the way you live your life. It radically changes your relationship to your emotions. It, it, It has the potential to change so, so much for you. And I've seen this happen for people over the years. And it's one thing that people have come back to me and said, you know, I didn't like it at first. It didn't make much sense, but it really did change things for me when I invested in it. You know, there's so many things in our modern world that I feel like are trying to come from a good place, from a place of compassion or a place of, um, you know, caring and, and, and things like that. But they have this, they have this unintended uh, outcome where they end up taking people's power away from them. They, and it's like in an effort to make you feel better about yourself or to help people not be hard on themselves, we are often taking away their ability to actually do anything about those things that are making them feel bad about themselves. And I think we've done this with emotions to a great extent by telling people that their emotions are always valid. So let me be real clear about this. Your emotions are 100% valid in the sense that you are experiencing them. Like that that's 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 your experience of your reality in that moment and nobody can take that from you. Like that that is very valid. I think the problem comes in when we try to extend that uh understanding or that belief beyond like your own personal experience. It's a simple fact that your emotions are not always an accurate reflection of reality. If you just got dumped by somebody you were in love with, you're going to have these ideas and these emotions that tell you that life is always going to suck. It's always going to be terrible. You'll never find anybody like them again and things like that. If you have experienced trauma or people have harmed you throughout your life, you are going to sense danger when it's not necessarily present. You will probably have a kind of a low-grade anxiety all the time. Anxiety is probably the best example of this. Just because you're feeling anxious doesn't mean that something's about to go wrong. Like your emotions do not know more about reality than you do. I think maybe we have some like, you know, probably some like hardware and software that detects things that we might not be fully conscious of. But your emotions don't have like, they're not psychic. They, they, they don't know that some kind of horrible thing is coming your way. And so that's what I mean about your emotions are not always an accurate reflection of reality. I think that's very important to understand. The second thing and the thing we're really going to talk about today is the fact that what we call our emotions are really just energy in our body. 
And then our thoughts come in and start telling us about it. And that's what creates an emotion. And so once again, anxiety is the easiest way to look at this. My friend Meredith Hook, who is a, a Buddhist teacher uh, in Mexico, she talks about, you know, what's the difference between anxiety and excitement? And when it comes down to it, it's really just the framing. If your palms are sweating and your stomach's a little bit queasy and you're, you're breathing, you know, you're kind of hyperventilating or breathing, you know, real hard and shallow and your mind's racing, like if, if that is happening when you are being pulled over, well, that's anxiety. If that happens when you get an email from your boss saying, hey, I need to meet with you first thing Monday morning, that's anxiety. But if you had those exact same sensations right before you got married or right before you went over like the, you know, went like done the big drop on a roller coaster, it would be excitement. It's the same energy. It's just the way that the mind frames it that determines which emotion it is. There are so many things that we experience that if we just framed them differently, we, we, would, we would have a different perspective on them. We would have a different relationship to them. The more that we really learn to sit with like the raw energy of our emotions, the more that we learn to strip away the thoughts and kind of just be with what we're feeling in that moment, the less and less power our emotions have over us. And, and the reason I say the thing about like, you know, that all oh, your emotions are valid and stuff like that, that being problematic is because you're not going to take the time to sit and explore something if you think that it has its own independent uh, objective truth with a capital T to it. You're not going to, you're just going to, you're going to accept it as it, as an independent existence that you, that you have to, that you have to accept and deal with. And that leads us to so much trouble. I think, you know, anxiety, I keep talking about anxiety because that is just the most present thing that, that I talk to people about. You know, I think, I think I've mentioned it on here. I'm teaching a class on um, the 29th of this month, January 29th, that it's just called Your Anxiety Toolbox. And it's all about trying to help people understand the roots of anxiety and then give them tools to deal with it. And when you really start studying anxiety, what you learn is that all those things that we experienced were actually to help keep us alive. They weren't meant to be negative. You know, even, even something little like, you know, like the goosebumps you get, that was to make us look bigger in the face of a threat. Um, the, the queasiness in your stomach, you know, that's where some of the, some of the things that are released in our brain get into our digestive system and, and, and cause the queasiness. The, you know, adrenaline is, is to help us act quickly to either fight or flee very quickly. And it's not a pleasant feeling for the most part, but adrenaline, that's another interesting thing. Uh, you know, being a teenager in the nineties, adrenaline junkies were, you know, that was a thing. And, you know, I used to rock climb and I'd climb without a rope and I would do insane things in cars. And, um, I did that because I love the thrill of adrenaline. But if that were, if that were a different scenario where like, I, you know, I wake up and there's a, I don't know, there's a tiger in my house. Um, I'm not sure what scenario would lead to that being a possibility, but like that adrenaline would not be pleasant because I didn't choose it. Uh, and and so that framing would once again be the difference between enjoyment or suffering. But so all these things that were tied to survival, uh, that's that's where our anxiety comes from. The problem is that all those things happened in like an immediate response environment where I don't know you, you're you're standing on a hill and you look down and you see you see a you see a pride of lions and you think oh man that's a threat and anxiety arises and that told us you got to do something about this. So you either ran away or, I don't know, maybe attacked them if you're crazy, but you, you did something about it immediately. 
so much of the things that that cause us suffering these days are like future oriented or social oriented where it's you know it's nothing we can do anything about going back to the thing with the boss you get the email from the boss so you get this on Thursday he says hey we need to meet Monday morning you can't do anything about that like you could go in there and fight him and that's not going to help you or you could flee you could take off running that's not going to help you you could freeze you know that's the third part of the fight or flight thing that's not going to help you and so the same things that responded to immediate physical threats, our body's now trying to use those to respond to more modern threats. And they're not helpful. But this is the essence of what I'm saying, that th- those things that we're experiencing, those those physical sensations are not necessarily unpleasant in and of themselves. It's the framing we have of them. A lot of time our framing is that I wish this was different. I wish this wasn't happening. And that causes us suffering because we're not accepting it. We're We're putting ourselves in opposition to something we can't do anything about. And so that's, you know, I take the whole first part of the class talking about that because it's so important to understand that these things arise inside of us. These, you know, for lack of a better word, this energy arises inside of us and then the brain interprets it, the mind interprets it. And that interpretation is what makes an emotion one way or another, makes us feel one way or another, causes us suffering or does not cause us suffering. You know, the easiest way to really explore all this is through meditation. Learning to sit with emotions, learning to sit with that raw energy of of fear, of anger. You know, that was the hardest for me. Man, sitting, when I first started meditating, I know I've told this on here before, but like when I started meditating, I couldn't sit for more than, you know, 30 seconds at a time. Sometimes I was, I had so much just rage and self-hatred that I couldn't sit with that stuff. It's why I started meditating with uh, some Buddhists here in town. And I did that because I would I would go into their into their space and I would go all the way across the room because I knew that my ego wouldn't let me get up and walk out in front of people. And so I forced myself to learn to sit with those things. And I'm so grateful for that because now when strong emotions arise, when those energies come up, I'm often able to just let them remain energies instead of letting my mind turn them into a thing, instead of letting my mind turn them into a problem. And when I am having an emotion, you know, when I slip up and my, and my thoughts have already gotten in, started telling me something and, and, you know, and I'm becoming angry or I'm becoming, you know, anxious or I'm becoming fearful, uh, any of those things, I'm able to step back and recognize, okay, wait, what's my story about this thing that I'm experiencing? And the problem is almost always in the story. And that is something that I have control over. The mind wants to put it on things outside yourself. Well, I'm angry because they did this. Well, I'm anxious because this person's doing this or because the world looks like this, because the world's falling apart. That that shit's out of your control. You got nothing to do with that. But you can address the story. You can address the framing that the mind is placing on it. There's not really anything else that I would encourage people to invest in more than this right now. It has been a strange and scary few years. It doesn't seem like it's over yet. You can't do anything about that. You can't do anything about COVID. You can't do anything about all the different, you know, the geopolitical stuff that countries are doing. You can't do anything about any of that. It's above your pay grade. Uh, I mean, if, if, if you can handle, if you can take care of that stuff, uh, just stop listening to my dumb ass and get out there and fix it. <laughs> if you got that kind of power, you need to, you need to put your phone down and go do some shit. Nobody has that power. That's not been gifted to any of us as humans. And it's probably good. We'd make a mess of it. But you can address the stories your mind is telling you about the energies in your body. And 
that is so, so important. It can help you so, so much. It really is why I created that class was just because I had so many people coming to me about anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. And I realized, you know, not everybody can afford to sit down with me or, an, or, a, or a therapist or another coach and pay that hourly rate. And I thought, okay, what's a way to address this in a broader way? And that's why I put that whole class together. And so I'm excited about it, but it's also kind of a bummer that that's what seems to be the number one thing people need right now is, is, a, is a way to deal with anxiety. But I get it. It's been an anxious few years. It's been an anxious few years for me. And I'm so grateful to have the skill set to, to address it in a healthy way. So take some time these next few weeks. When you're experiencing a strong emotion, especially an unpleasant one, see if you can take a moment and sit down and breathe into it. See if you can get past the stories the mind is telling you and see what's underneath it. See what the energy is. Like, what are you experiencing in your body? Where is anxiety in your body? Where is anger? What do you feel physically? This is a lot harder than it seems because we are taught at every turn to discount our physical body. I think in, in the Western mindset is so engaged, it's so intellectualized. We've made such an idol of the intellect that we want to think about how we're feeling. We want to think about what we're experiencing. We don't want to just experience it. Learning to just experience it takes so much of the sting out of it. And it helps us get underneath those stories and recognize, oh, this is just energy. I can handle this. And the really cool thing is that when we let it remain energy, it moves through on its own. It goes away a lot quicker. Like I said, learning to meditate is probably the fastest way to do that. I've got an episode on, I've got probably a couple episodes about how to meditate. I think there's a recorded meditation in, in one of my old episodes on my website in the free resource library. There's a lot of stuff about learning to meditate. And I, that's one of the number one things I encourage people to do. That's, that is how you learn to sit with this energy with outside the stories. So take some time, learn to do that. It'll change your life. If anxiety is something you deal with, you, you're more than welcome in the class. Shoot me an email and, and I'll be glad to send you the information. Or I've been posting about it on Instagram as well. That's just James Scott Henson. But that class is happening live here in Lubbock at the Playroom. Um, it's January 29th from 9 a.m. to noon. And I've already got people signing up for the online portion. So I'm going to have, have it where people can zoom in and, and join that way as well. So if you think that would be helpful, please reach out to me. And um, we'll get you, we'll get you in that class. Outside of that, take the difficult emotions these next few weeks, see what's underneath them, see what's outside the story the mind is telling you, and see what that does for you. I will look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. <laughs>